It's time. It's time. Passcode accepted. Downloading the Down South IT Podcast. Hello, everybody. Glad to have you with me. Hope you're having a great day today. Today's episode is actually going to be kind of a tie-in to the My Two Cents episode that I released a couple of days ago. And if you didn't hear it, well, then you need to go catch up. It's right there on the website, downsouthitpodcast.com. Right there on the on the homepage, the embedded player's there. You can listen to it. But you can also go head over to SoundCloud and check all of that out, too. But the website's probably a little bit easier. Now, that My Two Cents episode was about hacking. And it was just a few stories on all the different hacking that's going on right now and a lot of it is fairly big news but this ties in kind of in that same realm because on today's episode i got two stories for you and it's about zero day flaws that we need to get fixed pronto but before i jump into that and you want to go back and listen to that episode again downsouthitpodcast.com best place on it on the web to find anything and everything having to do with the podcast and it, otherwise, you can also find me just about anywhere you can get podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Music, Stitcher, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, you name it, I'm there. So search for Down South IT Podcast and I guarantee you, you'll be able to find it. You can find me on the app that you use the most. So just give it a search, give it a follow, give it a like, listen to it to your heart's content. But while you're on the website, you can check out the Defender Newsletter project build guides, different product reviews. In fact, I got something in the mail the other day that I'm going to probably do a product review on here shortly. So that'll be kind of interesting. Stay tuned for that. If you need to get in touch with me, don't hesitate. Hit, Hit up the website and at the bottom of the homepage, there's a form you can fill out. It sends the question directly to me. If not, shoot me an email, downsouthit at gmail.com and I'll get back to you. So first up in the batter's box is a zero day threat to the Chrome browser and also the Edge browser. Now, if you haven't heard what a zero day threat is, it's basically an exploit that somebody has found that is not patched and that someone is actively or somebody has actively used in the past. That's why they call it zero day. It can be used right now to corrupt your browser and your system you know, entirely, possibly. They really haven't said a whole lot about what the exploit is or how it works. And I'm going to get into that a little bit more in a minute. But basically, a zero-day threat has been found in the Google Chrome browser and the Microsoft Edge browser. Google did drop a new update for the Chrome browser. They, I do have the version number for it. It's a 99.0.4844.84. That update does have a single security vulnerability in the change log. So that was the fix for that zero day flaw. So Chrome did actually put something out to fix it already. Now the easiest way to know if you have the most up-to-date version of Chrome is if you go into the top, not exactly top, but the three dots on the top, somewhat top right, and click that to open up the, the navigation menu. Scroll down to the help icon 
That'll expand out and you click about Google Chrome. When you click that, it'll automatically search and update Google Chrome to the latest version. So if you have not done that lately, or it's been a while and you're not sure, I would suggest you do it just on the off chance that, you know, it's always better to be on the safe side with stuff like this. Now, once the update has been downloaded and applied, it does give you a choice of whether to relaunch Chrome or cancel. You do want to relaunch it because the update does not apply until you actually relaunch the program. So once it does that and gets applied, you want to hit relaunch, it'll come back up and you should be good to go with the latest version. Now, if you happen to use the Microsoft Edge browser and you want to go through and update that one as well, process is very similar. Again, top right, they have three dots to open up the menu, scroll down to help and feedback, and then you go to about Microsoft Edge on the window that pops out of the side. Again, it'll go ahead and update the exact same way and it'll ask you if you want to relaunch it again, just like Chrome did. Now, I know you're thinking, why would Chrome and Edge both be susceptible to the same flaw? And that's because whenever Microsoft got did away with Internet Explorer a few years ago, they gave everybody a humongous shove to Edge rather than just a gentle nudge. And that new browser is also based on the open source code Chromium, which Google came up with and, you know, made it open source. So they use Chromium as the backbone of Edge, which is also the backbone of Chrome. So they're both vulnerable to the same thing. So both Microsoft and Google have put out fixes for this zero day flaw. All you have to do is update the browser, just like I went through a couple of minutes ago. Now, two weird things that I've noticed about this. The first one is that Google really isn't talking in detail about the flaw itself or how it's used or anything like that. They're not giving any kind of details. And to me, that's a huge tell. That tells me that this was something that they were not expecting. And it's something that is being actively used and they had to get out in front of it before it became a lot more widespread. The other part of it is that the fix came really fast. Company like Google usually doesn't do anything this quick. Neither does Microsoft. From basically the announcement to the fix to the update being pushed, all of that happened within a day or two. And that usually leads me to believe that it was something fairly serious and something that was starting to get used a lot more extensively and compromise a lot of systems. And by systems, I usually mean like government systems or some of the other systems that people use in G Suite and Silicon Valley and stuff like that. So if they were seeing those kind of exploits being used on their own systems, as well as a lot of Google partner systems, that's something that they just had to come up with something right now, get it fixed. And usually, like I said, this does not happen, especially with big tech. This does not happen. Not not very often. I can't remember a time that a flaw was found, fixed, and the update was pushed this fast, at least not in all my time as being an IT tech. I have never seen that in at least a couple of decades. Now, granted, with the Internet being a lot more accessible and popular and the basis of most things now is internet based. I can kind of see it because 
if you had a flaw in something like that, you would be able to do a new revision of the program and just, you know, send out a new revision or something like that on your regular schedule. It wouldn't be exploited quite as fast as stuff can happen now. Now things can happen within hours or minutes rather than days or weeks. So it is a really, really impressive feat that they were actually to, to be able to come up with this fix and push it this quick. Now they probably will get into a little bit more detail with you know how the exploit actually worked and stuff like that. We'll find out a lot more about it probably in the coming weeks after they got a certain percentage of known browsers updated and stuff like that as far as their telemetry can tell them. So we'll probably figure out what exactly everything was you know, in the coming weeks, but I don't know if they'll actually say any real, real details about it. They'll probably just say, you know, kind of what it did and kind of how people used it just so somebody doesn't try to find a backdoor to the fix that they applied. And now for the second article, this one coming from Forbes, is actually another problem for Microsoft. Now, granted, if you go to the show prep and check on this and click the link on there and read the, the article, it does have some stuff in there about some kind of weird scam that their salesmen are doing or something like that. I really couldn't follow it very, very much. It seems fairly unsubstantiated, so I'm going to leave that part alone. I suggest you do the same for at least until some more evidence you know, of stuff like that actually comes down. So, but this one actually is another zero day flaw that can give hackers privileged rights on your computer or your server, and it'll let them basically do anything they want. And the bad part about this is that Microsoft has known about this flaw since late last year, and they've still yet to fix it. <laughs> so they've pushed a couple of patches, and basically the patches that they pushed actually made things worse. Now, this zero-day flaw comes on Windows 10 systems, Windows 11, and also Windows Server editions. So whatever this flaw is, it is a core Windows fail, basically, because Windows 10, of course, is built off of Windows Server. Windows 11 is built on the back of Windows 10. So it all intersects, it all links up, but the fact that it's that deep within the Microsoft code is not a good thing. And the fact that they can't send out a patch to fix it is even worse. And even worse than that is the fact that it's taken this long for them to even try to put a patch out. According to a official statement by Microsoft, after installing updates released on January 25th of 2022, affected versions of Windows Server running DNS server role, DNS stub zones might not load correctly, which caused DNS name resolution to fail. They actually admitted that in a statement, which is impressive. The company also confirmed that two further updates that give the KB numbers, the knowledge base article numbers, can cause problems. And they've released a preventative fix, but that states that it cannot fix the impacted computers without the man owners manually applying the fix. Microsoft offered an install guide for this and has provided two download links for the patches. Of course, they, what they don't tell you is that the patches that they do actually do nothing and broke more than what the patch was intended to fix. Now, granted, most of these issues are for Windows Server, you know, installations and stuff like that. We won't see a whole lot of DNS issues, you know, or anything like that because most people don't run that on their PC. At least no normal person does. I'm not normal and I don't even run DNS on my computer. So 
what could this actually have anything to do with your PC? Well, basically, whenever a Bluetooth device connects, it'll cause the dreaded BSOD, the blue screen of death. It'll cause logon issues. It'll have an active directory bug, which will make logins and all your file systems all wonky. So yeah, it'll, it'll still screw up your system, even if you do have Windows 10 or 11. But like with most software, there's gonna be somebody that comes up with a fix. And a company called Zero Patch actually did come up with a fix. But if you decided to install the Zero Patch patch, and then went back behind it and installed Windows patches, the Windows patch broke the one from the third party Zero Patch. So basically somebody came in and fixed their, their problem and Microsoft promptly broke it again. But if you really wanna get this patch fixed, you can do that again. Zero Patch did come up with another fix. I do have the link in the show prep. If you wanna do that, you can create a free account with Zero Patch, install their Zero Patch agent and apply the fix. That way you can be safe from this install as well. It's actually not very difficult. I did it on mine. It only took a couple of minutes. So if you really want to, you can. Again, the show prep's on the website, downsouthitpodcast.com. Show prep link is right underneath the embedded player on the homepage. It'll be right there, episode 807. You can check it for yourself. It's all the way at the bottom of the show prep for this episode. It is weird, though, because this one kind of stands out to me again as why would you wait this long to patch something that's supposedly zero day? Or if you can't patch it, you know, at least find a workaround or something. I mean, hell, if a third third party software company can come up with a fix, but you can't and push it to your own customers, what does that say about you? Do you have that many wheels going at the same time that you can't fix your own stuff? It really doesn't look good on Microsoft. It really does not. And to be perfectly honest, it really doesn't make me want to make the jump from Windows 10 to Windows 11 either, especially since Windows 11 has the same flaw. It doesn't inspire confidence. It really doesn't. Now, granted, if you do have an older version of Windows 10, which is the big updates from 2018 and 2020, uh, versions 1803, 1809, and 2004, those are the main update versions, you're actually safer because they're supposed quote-unquote fix doesn't affect those versions of Windows. So if you have an older version, you're actually better off staying where you're at than doing any kind of Windows updates at this point. Now, if you read the article from the show prep, it does kind of push you into possibly, you know, getting rid of Windows outright. And I don't believe that's the, the right way to go for this. Granted, there are some good distros of Linux. A lot of people use Mac OS. I'm not a I'm not a fan of just blowing something up, you know, or getting completely rid of it because the company is inept at fixing something. You know, there's always going to be somebody that'll come along and make a fix. Now, how long it's going to take them? That it remains to be seen. Hopefully, it's going to be sooner rather than later. And I always trust people to make their own informed decision. So if this is something that kind of leaves a bitter taste in your mouth and you know you want to do something other than windows i don't blame you i'm not stating go ahead and do it this article kind of pushes people in that direction i don't really agree with that you know that's not my style but i can see why some people would be annoying with it you know i i I really and truly could 
and have to test driving Mint Linux for a few weeks, you know, really and truly, I do like that OS. I do like it. Not everything that I do on my computer actually will run on Mint Linux right now. So I can't really just, you know, plug and play and port everything over. But just for a good experience, I'd say, yeah, that is a good experience. And again, most people will make up their own minds. I'd trust everybody to make their own informed decision. Most people won't get rid of Windows, even if they do have a flaw like this, simply because it's there. It works. They're familiar with it. You know, that that's just usually how things go. And when it gets fixed, it gets fixed. That's kind of, you know, that's kind of how I am with this at this point. I'm not really looking forward to getting rid of Windows 10 at this point. It is coming up to end of life at the end of 2025. At that point, I'm going to have to make a decision, but we shall see what exactly I'm going to do with that because I really don't know if I still like Windows 11 yet. Everything that I've seen on it, you know, I've, there's a lot of things on it that I'll, I, I do kind of like the way that it looks, but looks aren't everything. And there's a lot more to Windows 11 that I don't like than I do. But at least at this point, I still have a couple of years to decide. And really and truly, so do you. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Don't forget, check out the website for the show prep, all the articles, everything like that, right there on the website, downsouthitpodcast.com. I'll go ahead and end the pod like I normally do, the paraphrase from Albert Hubbard. Technology can replace the work of many people, but it can never replace the work of one extraordinary person. So go out and be extraordinary today. Thank you all for listening. I love you. I'll see you right back here on the next episode of the Down South IT Podcast. Later. Later.